Welcome back to the show, and now we're going to a review of White Man Can't Jump. And to start in the overview, this was a 1992 sports comedy film written and directed by Ron Shelton, starring Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson as Streetball Hustlers. It had a budget of $31 million and brought in $90.8 million into the box office, it had a 77% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And, and, and looking back at this film, because you know, we've seen a lot of sports, uh, of sports comedy films in the past, this one was just extremely unique because of the chemistry Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson had obviously Rosie Perez in it. It just, it, it worked the comedy, everything about it just flowed so well together. Even years later, looking back at it, it just, it just, it works so well as a sports comedy. Uh, what's it out to you looking back at it and some of your initial thoughts of, of this film? <laughs> and it, uh, we, uh, I said this before, well, after we went to break, so low budget. Yeah. It was so low budget. But man, what a film, bro. Like Wesley Snipes had the 90s on lock. He was in oh, so many films. And that was Woody his era. Harrelson, yes. Oh, before he went to, for that uh, tax evasion. Uh, <laughs> but Woody Harrison, man, uh, was another is another great actor. And yeah. this was in a time where he was finding different grooves because he was in mostly he wasn't in mostly doing comedy. But this I think comedy is his best his best work. Yeah. Best films was in comedy. He could do those uh, drama films or whatever, but I think comedy is his, his best one suit. But man, what a film! This basketball is relatable. Um, mm. Hustling is relatable. Love is relatable. So it was a relatable film. It's easy to watch. You don't need a, a PhD to watch this film. <laughs> so let me analyze this part. <laughs> 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 and, and, and like before we get to our first topic, the chemistry, like. like Wesley, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrison, they work together so well. Like, do you think that that was one of, because obviously there are so many parts that have to work well when you put put together a cast like this and a, and, mm-hmm. and a, a duo like this. Like, do you think that was probably like the first thing the, the director had to focus on was like, I got to find the perfect duo for this movie to, to really skyrocket and, 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 for, and it to, to stick for the audience? Yes, because I've, I've read stories about Wesley's not not being a a real good basketball player. <laughs> he was terrible. <laughs> it was so terrible. <laughs> at, at the auditions, but he would play the character so well to a T that right. they overlooked a lot of stuff. So chemistry definitely played a part because if he didn't have chemistry with oh. Wood Harrison or vice versa, I don't think this movie would have worked. And you got that spiciness from Rosie Perez, that that spiciness that that man, I am tired of crap. Like I'm in love with you, but if she added that spiciness, and then Wesley Snipes and Woody just kind of just added that that umph to it to bring the those characters' life. And the chemistry death played a part. I yeah. don't know if they hung out before or after set, but on the screen, you can you can tell, tell they work well together. Tell. Yeah, definitely. Um, and now getting to our first topic from one to four stars, what would you give it? Um, what would be your particular rating for, from one to four stars and, and, and some of your reasons? I, I'll give it like a two and a half because one, it was low budget. The shots wasn't, you know, even the shooting in the rim. It's a lot of jump cuts in there. A lot of uh shots i wanted to use but i think the storyline was relatable it was easy to watch he was always glued to the screen um there's a plus there i think you have three really good actors who at a young age in the 90s really good actors man really good actors this is a good trio 
Yeah, and they, they brought it together. Obviously, you had some some sharks, um, losing money, hustling, the family aspect, them trying to move out the hood. So it was relatable in a sense. And that's why I'm hustling this when I'm doing. I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing this for my girl, pay off this, this and that. So it was relatable. But other than that, it was, you know, it was it's one of those films that they didn't think was going to have much impact. But it, it, but it did. Translated. <laughs> yes. I don't think they expected this to work. That's what, like, that's what I was about to ask. Because I'm like, I feel as though this was one of those, those movies where they just, they put it together and were like, all right, we're just... It's gonna be a, a nice, cool summer summer movie. Right, we're gonna keep it moving. And they're like, "Wait, y'all like this, <laughs> bro?" Because they played in a, a movie together. I don't know if Money Trains came. I think Money Train came after this because they saw that they had good chemistry. But Money Train with and they just added another Latina, mm-hmm. which is Jennifer Lopez, which is so funny. It was like, "All right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get the two same actors, <laughs> but instead of Rosie Perez, <laughs> we're gonna get Jennifer Lopez." <laughs> It's hilarious. Stick to the script. And I like Money Train. Money Train was a good film too. So um, it was simplistic, bro. It was nothing to this. It was just like, all right, this is what we do it. Everybody can relate to this. This is what I'm all right. And we need some actors to bring it out. Wesley Snipes is available. I'm pretty sure he's in between movies. This is like Robert Downey Jr. playing in Tropic Thunder, waiting for Iron Man. This is what this is. That, and I love Trump and Thunder, even in blackface and all that stuff, bro. I thought it was extremely funny. And it wasn't, um, and I'll say this on air and for everybody, it wasn't derogative towards black people. It's a difference when you do blackface to demean a culture. But this was, it was funny. It was a bit. And he didn't say anything that was outside the race. Like it was just like it was in good in good good standing or whatever. It wasn't yeah. going the meaning our culture, but yeah, y'all other people's black faces doing the money and doing the job. Yeah. Like no, he nah. wasn't doing all that. It was just a voice. I'm the dude disguised as another dude playing <laughs> another dude. I know who I am. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, I I need to go watch that movie. <laughs> Bro, Jack Black is so bro, Jack Black is my spirit animal, bro. He's That's so funny. funny. Um, um I forgot what I we, forgot were we were talking about. <laughs> no, we were literally no, we were literally talking about when a movie takes <laughs> off, when a movie takes off that you have no expectations oh, yeah. for it to take off. And I think like that's what they were thinking. They were just like Look, this is going. This is this. Yeah, this is going to be a typical sport, summer movie, but this trio works so well, and and, and I think like mm-hmm. that's that's what really um, makes it stand out. Um, it's, it's, for me, I would give it three because you know it does provide provide a fresh take on the sports comedy, you know, with a clever script and you know, a, like we said, a charismatic trio of leaders, or a trio of trio of leaders because because these three just work together so well. Um, but now getting to favorite character, um, t- to me, you know, Gloria, she really added a lot to the movie because you know. Yes. If it was just a duo, I feel as though it could be more predictable. But ha- adding her presence to the, to the movie and, and you know just what she what she brought along with it, with her personality and 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 everything that was going on with, with her relationship was was very interesting. Uh, to you overall, who was your favorite character? I have to give it to Billy, man. Billy, Billy just never figured it out, right? And he was always a nickel short. Just and so then the highlight, <laughs> right? He was always short, like his highlight moments, and then something will happen, right? And he took it so well, like in every moment he took it so well. And then once he finally showed that he could dunk, which is the movie, the, 
obviously we knew white men can jump like there's a lot of <laughs> that Caucasians can. who could dunk yeah. but I love it was a, the 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 hoorah moment for him and he won it was alley hoop at that and he won the game won the money and then she's not even there she's gone she's not even there anymore what you say she's gone <laughs> That's what um, <laughs> that's what Marlon Wayans how that how he depicts his brothers. <laughs> I caught something for you. I'm like, bro, he does not sound like that, bro. Kenny don't sound like that, man. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, but but I mean that yeah that that part definitely that part definitely is interesting because, like you said, the ending of it, him kind of having, you know, winning, but but it's just still not really winning because she's you know she's she's not not you know not there because so, so many of these films like it kind of has an ending that the crowd wants or the audience yeah. wants like oh yeah this is the feel like do you think that was another thing that they had to think about which is like okay let's just add like a realistic like this is not the way people you know all the audience would want it to be but this is how it actually would would end in reality yeah it played out and then i mean she even gave him a second chance before the tournament and she just rollerbladed away um, but yeah, man, I thought that was the ending that he needed because yeah. he kept getting cut down, even by Sydney. He kept getting cut down. So yeah, his character, and then he took it so well, though he was a good sport. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now getting to uh, most memorable scenes, I had uh, hustling Raymond, also the store robbery. Uh, I'm in the zone, um, and, and and then and then the, obviously the final scene with that realization of, of of him winning, and then you know her not being there I- anymore. Uh, to you, like, what were some of the memorable scenes in this one, and just kind of like the main standouts? Billy, uh, all those, obviously, special Raven. Like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna go to my car. I'm gonna get my good, bro. As soon as he said good, I'm out of there. <laughs> he don't Man. have to turn around. I'm gone. But the one fan, one one of the scenes that really stood out, and this was his like another hurrah moment, was when he was shooting to get. Uh, Gloria on the show so she can play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a dope. That was really, really dope. And then she was she was murdering, killing it. She finally got the money, but he just, like, bro, bro, Sydney is not good for you. Bro, you had it all. Yeah. Y'all got the money. Y'all can pay Westcombe back off. Y'all can ride in the sunset. But it's always a foot where it's not supposed to be. And I think that's another, like, he just made bad choices. He didn't have to. And then Sydney said that, bro, you didn't have to come over here. You didn't have to say yes. Yeah, that's the thing. Which is like, green. <laughs> that's cold. <laughs> that's why he wasn't my favorite character. He was a butthole, bro. But I understood it. But dang, bro, come on, man. You couldn't do buddy like that. Man, that's so so true, definitely. Um, and, and now getting to, to our next uh, uh, next topic, most memorable quotes I had. Sometimes when you win, you really lose, and sometimes when you lose, you really win. Um, also, winning or losing is all uh, one or, or organic uh, mechanism. And then, um, and then, uh, 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 look, man, you can listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear him. There's a difference, man. Just because you're listening to him doesn't mean you're hearing him. And then, also, I don't mean to brag, but I'm the greatest. Um, some of the, in terms of like some of the quotes that were the standouts to you, like 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 which ones do do you think were like you know, some of the most memorable ones. Uh, the one we, I just mentioned about, uh, Sydney talking about, wait a minute. I didn't take, I didn't talk to you out of anything. I presented you with an option and you took it. Talking about listen to the woman. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I tried to listen to the woman, but you told me, they was like, Oh, 
I gave you an option, bro. That's so green. Bro, semantics. And then the other one, you calling me ugly? Your mother did. Like, bro, come on. But that's the character. <laughs> yeah. They're like brother, like, you know, big brother, little brother. But I think that's what brung more relatability to people from different backgrounds mm-hmm. with the same kind of same focus or same objective that become really family. They became family they became, in a oh, way. Oh, yeah, for sure. They yeah. became family in a way. And how many times we encounter people that we didn't think it was going to be in our lives for long and- we just relate to them. They get on our nerves. We make bad decisions together. We can't leave them. Can't leave so them. that's the relatable part of it. But that was that was the most memorable quote. I was like, bro, Sydney is so green, bro. How you do that to Buddy Tom? Whoa, whoa, I, I gave you an option. You took it. You yeah. knew he was going to take it. Yeah, you knew he was going to take that. <laughs> <sighs> what a friend, right? <laughs> <A> great friend. <laughs> Great of the story. <laughs> um, and, and now getting to kind of like, what did you like the most about the storyline? Um, you know, for me, like we were just mentioning how, how friendships can, can get like started up in the most, you know, random scenarios when you least expect it. And then you're kind of stuck with that person for, for a long time and really can't leave that person until, um, you really have no choice or, or, or uh, unless you're pushed, um, kind of, kind of to, to a, an aggressive decision. Um, but to you, like what element of this storyline did you kind of like the most? The relatability, for sure. Um, it made sense, you know, trying to get it out of situation, doing whatever it takes to, to get out that situation when you're trying to get to buy a house or, you know, trying to make, you know, <laughs> repay your debt, but putting yourself in a bigger hole, whether it's financially or in a relationship with the case. It was so much relatability in this film that any, any viewer can just like grab and gravitate to. Mm-hmm. I think that was like, the the foundation obviously then you have the friendship meeting new people one guy i hustle by the other one then they become hustling together it was just like finding a common theme with each character so i think that was it was that was the relatability for the viewer and the characters that was in the film i think that's what i liked the most about the and then it ended with her leaving and choosing herself over billy and i thought that was amazing you know what she said you know what she you know what she really said like Kendrick, I choose me. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was, she was, giving sure. us she was giving us the hand of Mr. Morale. Right. <laughs> Mr. Morale. Shoot, she did skate it off she of the show. <laughs> Tap dance. <laughs> um, but, but before we get to, to, to the last, um, to, to the last topic, obviously we were mentioning um, before before we get before we started uh, this part of the recording. There's going to be a sequel. <laughs> There's going to be a new sequel. A, a second white man can't jump. Uh, Mr. Jack Harlow himself, Mr. Jackman. <laughs> Mr. Jackman. Jack <laughs> but, but also, when you look at, because even, you know, we had one with, with Space Jam a few years ago um, with that sequel. And there, there's just a lot of times in this in this era, we're having a lot of remakes um, for, for from classic films that we had in the past. What are your thoughts on when that happens, and also just like, you know, what when 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 a remake should remake should happen, and, and when it shouldn't? It should happen early on, because you know if a film needs a a reboot or a, a a sequel, right? Yeah. And we get we've gotten so many movies like Coming to America Two, have not watched it. You don't need to. Uh, Space Jam. <laughs> 
have not watched it. There's so many other movies that have had reboots or sequels that's just like, bro, why? Like Dodgeball Money is grab. about to come with another Money Grab. Do- bro, don't do it. I probably won't watch it. Even though it has the same characters in Dodgeball. I don't know if you ever watched Dodgeball yeah. with uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming up with another one. And I'm so saying no. Like Some things don't need it. And if you wait 10 plus years to do it, that should tell you a reason why you shouldn't do it. Don't do it. Hearing that they're trying to make another heat. And I'm like, please don't, please don't ruin my like my favorite why? film. Please don't ruin it. I'm not gonna go see that. I'm a I'm gonna rewatch Heat the night the day that 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 movie comes out, just like just in opposition of it. Let's boycott. Let's start a, a petition. Cause what was the other movie? Um it was with Keanu Reeves in it, and there were surfers who was robbing banks. They did a reboot on that, that point blank or something like that did not do well when it did a reboot. They did it like 14 or 15 or whatever year it was. I better leave those well. alone. I better leave, leave those them alone. <laughs> Let them stay there because yeah. you reboot is not going to give us rekindle fire. Like everybody who watched Coming to America 2 said they, bro, it's like, why did they do it? Why did they do it? Yeah, no, and this white man can jump too or reboot with Jack Harlow. I don't know who the, the black guy is. Yeah, you couldn't get. I don't know either. You couldn't get anybody known. Man, anybody like, known? Just come on, like you, you could have picked somebody else that was known. We didn't have to pick an unknown, an unknown actor. I mean, Cinque Walls. Do you know who Cinque Walls is? No. <laughs> Bro, that sounds like a carpenter. Like Siku, yeah, this is my company, Siku Walls. It's a pun on words, bro. It's gonna bust. It's gonna bring in five hundred thousand dollars in the box office. Man, watch, watch gonna, next. Next, they're gonna do a, a Lethal Weapon remake. <laughs> you know what's going. On. Bro, you made stock up my nose. <laughs> they better not make no lethal weapon. It's it's ten of them already. Why <laughs> would you make a real? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if they come out of lethal weapon, who would you have playing? You better not know. Bro, oh I am gosh, done. Man. I am done. They better not do that. They better not do that. Put an end to that hey. now. Put an end to that. I'm boycotting the heat. I'm <laughs> oh, boycotting that, that's heat. the one I'm... Y'all bet. Oh, my oh. God. Don't ever touch that. That is liquid gold. Literally, man. You can't... You can't You can't even get it, close to that. You can't even get close to that. Not even... The scene... The, the dinosaur scene alone, bro. That makes the whole film to me. That whole... Bro... That whole he was just like nonchalant, like he ain't no bank robber. He's just like, I'm just having a cup of coffee. <laughs> what about you? Like, bro, like I know you about to rob a bank in about three days. I'm just sitting here talking to you like normal. <laughs> man. <laughs> bro, but yeah, this man, these reboots, you they don't, sometimes you gotta, yeah, you gotta end that, bro. You don't need them. Let let stuff belong. And you and I know you could come up with another film. If Fast and Furious. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Could change storylines every movie. 
and become superheroes, I know <laughs> you can think of another movie besides rebooting White Man Can Jump, all these other films that y'all trying to do. And if they did try to do, don't you gotta get the blessings from De Niro then? Yeah, at least, like, at least do that. Pacino. I'm still not gonna watch like, it, but at least do that. <laughs> I don't think they came. I don't care if they came out of the commercial. Stop the commercial. I know this is not the normal heat, but give it a chance. I'm turning nah, off right nope, in and there. I'm not doing it. I'm gonna I'm rewatch the old one. <laughs> That's crazy. White Man Can't Jump reboot is going to Netflix. Not even Netflix. It's going to Tubi. <laughs> it's going to be on Tubi in two months. It's going to be on Tubi. <laughs> Um, but now getting into our last topic, you know, 10 years from now, if you still think this will be watched, but intriguing, and, and it is past the the the, the, the test um, in so many ways, the the, 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 the time mark. Um, this is one that, like like we said, I don't think the, direct, the directors even thought that it was going to be as big as it was, and it really mm-hmm. skyrocketed into its, you know, its own, its own form in just so many different ways. But to you, like, how do you think this will, like, age, you know, just for, for newer viewers, you know, as, as we mentioned a lot, and also just... Just as a, as a sports comedy movie, you can watch at any point because, like you said, this isn't a deep film. This is one that you can just really enjoy for you know for two hours. Mm, it was so watchable and enjoyable that they want to do a reboot, right? So, and and I saw the pictures that Wesley Snipes and uh, Woody Harrison uh, took together, and then Wesley Snipes did his own little photo shoot, and it was like talking about what he was wearing, bro. His fit was fire. He had a bucket hat, normal '90s attire. Such that's a still '90s feel. Yeah, nostalgic, and it was still going. People were like ripping them, like, bro, nobody, boom, nobody wear that no more. So I don't know if this newer one will even resonate to the the this generation. I don't, yeah, I don't think, but I do think if they gave it a shot, like watching it, they will like they will it, love it because it's relatable. It's still relatable to this day. Yeah, but that new one, no remakes. We- Hey, full scope boycotts remakes. We're not. We're not going to review it. Don't even ask. Don't even ask. Wait, we're, we're not. Wait, wait. We're, not we're, we're not. We're not. Oh, you you like remakes? <laughs> well, so if it is a good one, if it's good one, you know, yeah, if it's a good one, because yeah, if it's not like I twenty years, he, I should say heat. We just don't. We we we, we, we we yeah. That's the one I should say. I should say heat. <laughs> no, because I will fly to wherever they. I will boycott it at the city. <laughs> Bro, megaphone and all. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, man. Well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm your host, Wanda Burns. I'm my counterpart, Savon Morse. This has been Full Scope. See you later.